After four years of being removed from the public eye, Chris Envy, the fearless leader of Dynasty Wrestling, is once again making his return to the professional wrestling world. This is the Envy Me Podcast. This is the Envy Me Podcast. Taking you through the rise, fall, and rise again of one of the Northeast's most respected pros. From in the ring to out of the ring, brace yourself to hear some of the most insane stories ever told. And you'll get them right from the source. Real, real, raw, raw, unfiltered. This is Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Co-hosted by Travis Manning. Now, here he is. This is Chris Envy. What's up, guys? Welcome to Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. I'm Travis Manny, alongside your host, Chris Envy. What's going on, Chris? What's up, buddy? How you been? That was smooth, man. I did that all on yeah. the fly. That was well done. You're like a professional. <laughs> Seasoned vet, episode two. You know, not Can't bad. Tell. Well done. How was your weekend? Uh, it was actually a pretty damn good weekend. My kids nice. got baptized this weekend, which awesome. was, Congratulations. turned out really well. Thank okay. you, thank you. Um, I also got baptized because nice. apparently, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't grow up around that stuff. So my wife's family did. I've kind of, uh, you know, taken yeah. all that in. So Yeah, cool, cool. It was nice. It was good. All my family got together. We had a nice time. How about you? Um, <clears throat> I went to a wedding. I went to Furio Falcone's wedding in Massachusetts. Um, oh, how was that? Absolutely. One of the most fun laid back weddings I've ever been to. Uh, it was perfectly orchestrated from top to bottom. It was fun. There was no dead time. Uh, it was officiated by John Cena senior. I mean, it was oh. on point. I've At, heard he does a lot of, a lot of that, uh, he, officiating yeah. weddings. Like I I've heard that from multiple people. Um, the fact that it went very smoothly. Now I am a filmmaker and a videographer, as you know, um, I've done many weddings. It does. Weddings usually do not go smoothly or according to plan. There's usually something going on, somebody fighting things. It's just a mess. No, man. So, you know, that's, that's an accomplishment in itself. The rehearsal for the the bridal party was at their house the night before. Um, fantastic Italian dinner. Everybody got along. His beautiful wife, Hedda, had an itinerary from, from the wake-up time to getting hair done to when pictures were done. They did first look, so pictures were beforehand, so there's no stress. There's no – they exchanged gifts secretly with, you know, with camera and video crew. It was – I listen, her and – Hedda and my wife will probably plan our wedding when it actually, ha- I say wife, yeah. we've been together 11 years, but whatever. They're very much the same. Like need to know every detail. Like, yeah. In I, I was the same way. Yeah. Yours my wife smooth, and I were though. together for 12 years before we got married. Oh, okay. I mean, it went smooth because it was during COVID. So there was 30 whole people and we did it outside <laughs> in January. So that was Ooh, great. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. And thank you, uh, our former governor. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, it went smooth. That's a win, though, right? Yeah. You know, right. it was good. There you go. And now you're <laughs> married. Easy. Better taxes are better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, there's there's some advantages. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And you're still there. You're well, there for the Congratulations to the newlyweds. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. They're yeah. they're you know, they get along. You can tell they're their best friends. And I I love it. I love it. I love those people. And he told me my that's butt awesome. looked great, and that's a win. Well, this fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> 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 out there with that nice looking ass. Yeah, I got you know, Ash told me like a month ago that I didn't so listen, I did this is not related to anything we're talking about, but I yes Saturday morning. So we stayed in the hotel Friday because it was two hours away. Rehearsal dinner was like six thirty. I'm just I work at three in the morning. I don't want to drive back and forth. So Saturday morning, Ash is like, "Hey, the sample of the new program's out. New program starts in like a week. Um, it's thirty minutes a day, five days a week. Um, so all right, cool. I don't have a lot of time in the mornings when I work when I work out. So she's like, "Do you want to do the sample? Just try it. See if you like it. No, babe. I like to lift weights. I don't want to do your your jump around the house stuff. So she's like, "Well, it's Megan Davies." All right, I'll at least look at it. So we go to the gym in the, which, you know, is like the size of most people's bathroom, the gym in a hotel. And uh, she's like, mm-hmm. try it. I watch like a couple seconds of it. It's mostly lifting. They say it's going to be a lot of upper body work. I like to work upper body. It kind of helps stress relief. It it was upper body, but there's some, like you, you rack the weights to your shoulder and then you do like a side squat and then back together, down, mm-hmm. re-rack, side squat the other way. My legs hurt so bad. I don't so know if bad. you've seen my body. I'm going to pretend like I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So regardless what the moves were, it literally took 28 minutes. I can't walk. My legs hurt so Damn. bad in places I didn't know I had. So when, when people say I can't do at home workouts, they don't work. Bullshit. I have been yeah. complaining all day long about my legs. We went, uh, I can't do anything. I can't bend down to pick things up. I have to call the kids. Man, I, I usually get sore just rolling over and getting out of bed. <laughs> well, she kicks me out. Of I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need to get put on this program. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait till it comes out. This was just a sample. 30 minutes, 30 minutes a day. You don't have 30 minutes a day. You're not going to live long. You got to yeah. have 30 minutes to yourself. True. People shit longer than 30 minutes. I downloaded this new app. It's called, hold on. I got to put you on to it. It's called Headway. It's literally just, it takes books and like downsizes them to 15 minutes. Gives you all the the hot points throughout the book. Oh, yeah. And you just read it, you know, 15 minutes a day. And then you get on like these streaks uh-huh. and it's good. Like I, I read one. It took me, it took about 18 minutes because uh, the kids want to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but, um, yes. you know, by the time I was done, I, I got a lot. I got more from that than reading an entire book. So really? I highly recommend it. That's one thing yeah. I've learned is, you know, reading knowledge is power. Read, read, read. Right. right. I, I love it. That's so, awesome. There you go. There's there's the tip of the yeah. day. All right. Let's see if we can get them to sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah. Headway, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to start things a little different this week. We are going to dive into some uh, some current topics in the wrestling world. There's been a lot going on. One of those things is AEW has announced that William Regal will be leaving the company, and he's only been there about six months. So it was a very short stint in AEW. Um, He wants to go back to WWE to be with his son. But there was a little uh, controversy, and maybe not with William Regal and AEW, but the people on Twitter with the way it kind of happened. So he's leaving. They're going to grant him his release to go back with his son. 
but he is not able to be on TV for an entire year. What I read, the reasoning for that is so that pretty much they can continue the storyline that they started or ended whatever with MJF at the end. I need your feelings on that because to me, Kate Fabe's kind of, you know, it's, it's dead. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it, it means shit. Like uh, I, the rest, the wrestling world is better with William Regal on TV. The guy's amazing. I agree hundred percent. Um, I do listen to his podcast occasionally. Um, not as much as I should because which stopped, they stopped doing it now. Did they? Why? Because what yeah, do you say? AEW? They're, I, I'm not sure. I uh, listened to it this week. He was not on it. They talked about how it's going to be ending, but they have a new podcast coming with somebody special. And there's two more episodes, but he won't be on either of those either. So I don't know what, what the reasoning the is. But yeah, I, I listened to that as well. WWE probably won't let him do it. Um, I don't... I. I personally still heavily believe in kayfabe. I work the boys whenever I can. I don't tell people who wins matches except for their own match. I don't want people to know. I want you to want to watch the show. That's why you got into this because you're a fan. Right. So for Tony, I get it. You want to make it seem that way. You write them off TV. We, it's always been done that way. But people are smart. Dirt sheets are everywhere. As soon as it's released, it's on your Facebook, Instagram. You can't hide from that. Right. And not only that, but I, I could see if he said, I don't want you on TV, but you know, that's between you and I. He went mm-hmm. out in mm-hmm. an interview and said, I don't want him on TV for this reason. Well, right. now everybody knows the reason. Right. Your storyline means shit at this point. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And then why grant him the release? Like if he's going to go work, if he's not on right. TV, why not let him work for both places? You be on team on screen talent here and you go train your son. Until your contract's yeah. up or for six months, whatever, until you run your storyline, keep it to, close to the vest. You know, people don't need to know what you're doing. They don't need to know every move. Like when they announce, oh, the Hardys might be coming back at WrestleMania. I don't want to know that. I don't want to no. know. I don't want to know Undertaker's going to be on next week. I don't sh- right. surprise me, man. That's why wrestling had a boom. We didn't know. I, I'm in the same, uh, the same thinking as you with that. I, the surprise is long gone. And I feel like that's why wrestling has, um, it hasn't died. You know, it's, it's very, right. The wrestling's huge. It'll, it'll always be huge, but it's not what it was in the nineties, in the early two thousands in the eighties. And it's just not because there is no element of surprise, right? Everything is put out there. Twitter has ruined wrestling. Yeah. You know, in the way that we loved it. Right. And you know, I, I don't know. It's not not for me, you know, the way they do things now. But the kids now love that shit. You I mean, know, they, that's they all want the, the dirt. They want the dirt sheets. So it's across the board, though. Like if if you have. I don't know, man, like, for instance, Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if you've seen the rumors. Uh, certain people are supposed to be appearing that haven't been on TV in a while. Why are you advertising that? Just say this person's coming out. An open an issue, right. an issue an open challenge, and then when that person's music hits, the roof will blow off and the internet right. will crash. You know what I mean? Like you that's know, what's supposed to happen. I'm I'm glad you you brought that up because Sasha Banks is that name that is rumored to be at Wrestle Kingdom. Apparently, there. I mean, everybody has been speculating she's coming to AEW. You know, she was in town for that one show. She's going to be there. Nothing happened. Everybody speculating she's coming back to WWE. Every time that gets close, apparently there's a money issue or something going on. Yep. But yep. 
you know, she's got to she's got to go somewhere. You know, obviously right. she's right. going to be in New Japan for I don't know if she's doing more than just the one show, Wrestle Kingdom 17, I believe it is. She's going to be there for that. So, I don't know in what capacity. I I didn't see I don't know I don't know if she's wrestling. I'm assuming she is if she's going to be there. You, you don't go to Japan right. to right. <laughs> sit in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, unless you're MJF watching MMA. Right. Where where do you ultimately think she's going to end up? Cuz I I don't see her I feel like her and WWE are going to come to an agreement at some point. See, I thought that when, when Triple H came back, but now I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe she's like uh, calling their bluff, but I feel like she's she feels Honestly, scorned, like she's burned. I'm in the minority here, but I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Sasha Banks. Really? And I feel like, like, you know, her head's too damn big and she thinks too highly of herself. Which could be. She might think she's worth more yeah. money. In the ring, I think... I really don't think there's very many people that can touch her. I think she's light years ahead of Becky. Hate me if you want to. Uh, I love Becky in NXT, but as she yes. got better and better and better, I feel Sasha was still way above her in the ring. Yes. Yes. On the mic. In the ring. No way. She's not in Becky's stratosphere. No, like I agree. You I know, hundred percent. And that, that's her biggest thing. It's like, if you want money like that, you need to be an all around performer and you're amazing right. in the ring. Your charisma is amazing but you suck as soon as the mic's in front of you. Yep. Yep. And you very know, injury like I've, prone I've heard. Yeah. And I've, I can't tell you a, <clears throat> you know, a uh, memorable promo from Sasha Banks. Yeah. I don't I remember. Agree. I agree. Now, they, Sasha they Charlotte the on the four horsewoman. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I agree. Even Bailey, but, but you even know, they, Bailey again, she's hurt. Right. You know, the four horsewomen right. that when they, they could have pulled the trigger on that years ago and they never did. And I feel like it's too late now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with everything going on. Um, you know, speaking of promos, Ricky Starks had what everyone on Twitter is saying was an amazing, like game changing promo. I'm also in the minority on that because I felt like it was a very green promo that was just better than in some, you know, what he's done in the past. Right. I yeah, I, agree. I heard people I say, agree. yeah, I heard people say that he, oh, you know, he took it to MJF and all this. He's not, Did in, he though? that that's a whole different level, you know? So it was good I, it, for him. It was for exactly. It was for him, but you're going to call somebody else out for using low hanging fruit, but you attacked his physical ailments that he can't, the mole on his neck, which was a great line. I was like, Oh right. shit. You know, the, the eczema really, he's a bad wrestler, a bad person because he's got eczema. Yeah. Come on, Ricky. You right. like, you want to attack him, attack him, attack the shoes. I'm with it. You want to attack Burberry not being relevant for the last 15 years. I'm with it. But when right. you attack, like you call a fat person fat, it's not an insult. They are fat. Come, that's all you got. Yeah. You know, someone's got jacked up teeth. I will and never like, make you know, fun of your teeth if your teeth are jacked up. Yeah, but I mean, even with the Burberry thing, it hasn't been relevant fifteen years until MJF did it. Right, it's relevant right. now. MJF, everybody is, wants to wear that. You look out there, everybody's wearing the scarves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, that's let's be real. We know Ricky's not winning. 
I don't care how many, right. how great his promo is, how many five stars Meltzer gives him for his promos or or his re- match. The match could be great. You're not taking the title yeah. off MJF after a and month. And I'm sure I'm sure the match would be great because he is a really good wrestler. Like I I, I enjoy watching Agreed. him. I I just still feel like with that promo, I, I get it. When you go on Twitter, you get a lot. I love AEW. Right. The AEW marks have kind of soured me on it some, you know, Same. because they're just. Same two over the top yeah and everything you know cold. it's like he dropped that and all of a sudden he's the rock and i'm like you can see in the promo where he's like you know like holy shit i'm getting real you know like you can see it yeah. on his face yep. that he doesn't know where to go next or right, you know like right. wow okay let me take a deep breath yeah it was just it came across as a very green promo but good you know i just wasn't as great as they all right. made it out I, to be yep I agree. I thought but, it was good. Had I not seen, I didn't watch it live. Um, so when I saw the reviews and everything, I was like, I got it. I got to listen. I love promos. Same. I, I went back and watched it. And uh, I still think MJF owned him. I mean, he had some good lines, but Pebbles, like you, he called you out for being like the rock. Like, oh, so good. Yeah. I hate MJF yeah. because he's so good. <laughs> oh, dude, he's amazing. Yeah. He's the yeah. best thing they have going for them. And yeah. It's not even close. The dude is. I agree. He's amazing, and I honestly could see him making that jump in twenty twenty four just because he is almost too good. Like, so he, you know. Here's a question though: When you see MJF on the mic and in the ring, fantastic. He's. He, I think he's good in the ring. I don't think he's like a top ten guy in the ring. Um, so if you put him in the land of giants, how's he legitimately going to fare? Like I know AEW, the roster is smaller in stature. I think he's going to fare like 2011 to 2014 CM Punk because he's that good on the mic and CM Punk, you know, with the whole best in the world stuff, he was never the best. No, no. you know, in the ring, he just wasn't <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I just for me, like small guys like Rey Mysterio winning the title when, you know, race five foot, whatever, beating the big show. It's a once in a lifetime thing. You really think MJF is going to be able to to fight people you know, for a long term run? Because, you know, WWE, you're going to be in the ring more than once every three months. Right. So I don't, I don't know how well he'll fare there if he goes. You know, again, I, I it goes back to just. All around. You know, he, he's not great in the ring, but he's good enough. He, he's passable in the ring, and he's only getting yep. better. He's young. True. He's very True. young. And he's just already light years above everybody else on the mic. Yep. And you know, if you can, if you have your promos down and you, you're good on the mic, you, you're made. Like, right. Right. <laughs> that's what people <laughs> look at. Enzo. Right. Right. And on the flip side, <laughs> like, Shelton Benjamin. One of the most yeah. athletic people ever, but can't talk. So he never no. got the push he deserved. I mean, the guy should have been a world 100%. champion anywhere he goes. A hundred percent. And look at, so like in that same thing, Chad Gable, he wasn't, he, he wasn't great on the mic, but he was great right. in the ring. Yep. Once he got better on the mic, you know, yeah. then he's, you know, with Otis yep. and he's moving on up and I agree, you know, before that he was shorty G yeah, <laughs> because yeah. He, oh, they didn't so know what bad. to do with him, yep. you know, but then you get that shoosh. Yeah. Oh, love it. Fantastic. As a, as a wrestler though, I can tell you you don't really focus much on your promo because 
that now people do remember promos, but when you're out there on an indie level, people don't really focus on your promo. You're not going to go home and tweet about your promo. You're going to remember right. whatever big move happened, the suplex off the top rope, the, the going through a table, the chair shots. So you focus on your big spots and getting your shit in instead of making it memorable for the fans. You're not connecting. I, I'm guilty right. of that. I didn't connect. I had yeah. some cool moves. Um, I would talk shit as a heel, but I didn't connect. You know what I mean? And so, I, I feel like that is the... A lot of independent wrestlers are missing out on that because it's so right. easy now with the social media the way it is. You know, in certain aspects, it's a big downfall, but it's also so easy to connect with everybody that's out there. Yeah. You know, even you can yep. sit in your room and cut a promo and boom, post it and it's in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing. 10 years ago, I, you couldn't do that. We ask people when we run a show, please put up a promo that you're fighting this guy. And people yeah. either it sucks and I won't post it. If it's bad, I'm not posting it. I'll tell you what right. I like and what I don't like. And then they won't redo it. Like, bro, I'm trying to help you grow to make our product better. Our product. It's not mine. It's us together. Yeah. We are a team. I can't put on a show without workers from top to bottom. I'm talking referee. I'm talking film crew, commentating, uh, ring announcing fans, ring crew. We are a team. It's our product. If you tell me, my entrance sucked at the last show. Okay. How do we make it better? I mean, I don't always right. like to hear things suck, but I, okay. No, but you need people that are right. You got to have that constructive criticism because right. The problem is, you know, you get people that, you know, have a bunch of yes men around them and then they never know when they suck and then yep. they always yep. suck. You know, you, right. you right. can't grow. I, I talked to JP at the wedding. It's one of Chris's best friends. I've known him for several years. The dude's fucking awesome. One of the few things we talked wrestling over breakfast uh, on Saturday. And he's like, yeah, you got to get a better entrance. And initially I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I know I put that wrestle that entrance together in like two days and we had no time to improve it at the show, but I know I need one. I don't want to hear about it, but at the same time, I guess I do need to hear about it, you know? Right. Like, I'll take the criticism. It sucked. But yeah. fuck you, I know. I'm already working on it. It's <laughs> all I'm doing is working on it. Right. It's set up in the snow outside right now, just so I can... <laughs> this Whatever. damn snow. All right. Well, we are talking Dynasty, as we will most weeks on this show. So today we are going to touch on from when Dynasty ended in 2018 from the time through the pandemic up until a reunion show. This is a two part. So episode. that's a lot of shit. It, it could be. It could be. We're going to we're going we're gonna to see. All right. So All right, take us back. Let's not dive too deep into how it ended because I feel like that could be its own show. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So bring us back to, you know, let's just start the last show. Okay. So the last show, uh, it was table for two. Our last show in 2018, September 29th, 2018. Uh, it was called table for two. Um, it was a table match between, Sergeant Fury and Rick Recon. Um, they had you, somebody went through a table in one of their earlier matches. It was a really pretty heated rivalry. Um, and this was the blow off. That was our main event for it. Um, 
we had had some not so great gates leading into that show. Um, I was living in South Carolina, making a commute back and forth every month for our shows, 16 hours, three day weekend. I leave Friday, get there early Sunday or Saturday morning. We set up, run the show. I leave Saturday night, drive back to South Carolina. I'm working Sunday night. Um, exhausting. We had lower gates. We weren't getting the sponsors. Our tickets weren't as much as they should have been, but we were still booking expensive talent, still bringing in names for most shows. Um, and we were breaking even. We didn't lose money, but we weren't investing money because um, we didn't have any. So to take three-day weekends away from my kids and, and away from work and not make money just to break even, 32 hours in the car, I was starting to lose my fire quickly. Um, right, you were done. Show, right. I, I, I couldn't afford to do it. Um, it just wasn't worth it. If I was local, breaking even is fine. I didn't lose any money. Big deal. Let's keep going. Right. It, we'll hit that spike again. Um, so again, we had a low gate. Um, I don't think we we covered everything we needed to. And I had we had discussed um if it doesn't do well, I'm I'm done. Um, so I had mentally checked out going into the show once I saw where the money was and ticket sales. So I kind of sat at commentary most of the night and let them run the show. I saw mistakes with, I saw a lot of mistakes. I won't get into it. The show was, I'll get into it, but not this episode. Yeah. Um, so I was done, uh, when the show was over, I was happy it was over. I was relieved. I was uncomfortable. Uh, I told the ring crew to load it onto a different trailer that I had brought up from, I flew into Jersey, ran out of truck, drove to New York, picked up a flat trailer, told them to load it on there. And I drove back to South Carolina with it. I'm done. Fuck it. I'll run in South Carolina. It's 120 bucks for a license down there. No doctor, no ambulance, nothing. So 120 bucks. I think you had to pay $20 to let the state know that you were running. Yeah. So that was, that was the plan. Yeah. (laughs) we i had some good conversations over the weekend i'll get into that off the air all right (laughs) um so i was done um i had i didn't lose my fire to run shows i just didn't like the way things were going so i thought i was done too so 2018 still living in south carolina um pandemic hadn't hit yet uh we so now when you packed up and you left that show uh-huh. obviously in your mind dynasty was at least for the foreseeable future done right did you have plans at that point to i mean like you said continue it down there but was that like a real possibility or were you just kind of like you know well i had run one show um i don't remember when it was it was in a i think it might have been the same year september it was either the same year or the year before in South Carolina. I ran a show down there um, and we drew like 60 people. It wasn't very good. People didn't know about us. I didn't do my part to advertise as well as I should have, but I didn't lose money. Like every, I went in with right. money and the gate money went back into my pocket. So I didn't lose money, but 60 people is not a good showing. But the, no. the competition down there was getting like 15 people. So I was like, hmm, I could do this. And there's no overhead. So I really thought it was going to go well, but this is September. I get down there. It's starting to get cold. I had connects with the building to, to run shows. Um, I still wanted my guys from New York. So I was trying to hold off. And, and as we got closer to Christmas, 
my wife's mom decided that she just wasn't happy anymore in South Carolina. So she ended up moving back to New York. So immediately I'm trying to talk my wife into like, yo, look, we came down here to be close to your mom. Your mom's gone. Why are we still here? Let's go back to New York. So it became a real possibility. And in 2019, a couple months later, I think in June of 20 or maybe March, we decided we're going to do it. We just had to wait till our lease ended. So we moved back to New York. I didn't run a show in South Carolina. When I got back up here, I didn't think there was any shot of me running because all the license issues that we had before that I had to have somebody else get the license, the bond, the insurance, the doctor, the ambulance. I couldn't afford to do that. So I didn't. Um, And then something clicked. I think it might've been my daughter again, like, Hey, you're up here. They need something. They don't want to go to that. They want to go to what you have. Um, And I'm still bitter, you know, like we had talked briefly, you know, like kind of buried the hatchet, but not friends again. Um, and I, I wanted to run like I, that's my creative outlet. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't party. Um, people ask and I, I just don't go. It's not my thing. I want an artistic outlet. And that was it. If I'm not tattooing, right. give me some, I can't wrestle myself because of my broken neck. Let me put together shows. Let me do flyers. Let me, I just love that aspect of putting it together and seeing it all play out. So now like, you got the world it. of podcasting. Right. There you go. <laughs> There's an outlet. Yes. <laughs> There's your yes. artistic outlet. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it's that was your idea that we're here right now. So you may pat yourself on the back if anybody listens. You know, but can't do it without you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's let's look into this. I looked up all the rules, the regulations, everything. I knew what they were before, but maybe stuff has changed. Nothing changed. Um, let me reach out to the company that we used to use for insurance. And that was cheaper for me for some reason. I was like, well, why is that cheaper? So then I paid to get my license and I was like, well, I'll get the bond. So I got my license, which is not hard in New York. As long as you have a bond, the bond was the holdup before it because my credit sucked. Well, moving back up to New York, I'd started working on myself and my finances and credit and things. So I got it. I got it approved for, fairly cheap. And I was like, well, we're going to really make a go with this. I found a building in Troy building still currently would love to have us anytime we want to. They, they love it. We don't even have to pay for the building. I was like, what? this is going to be awesome. We picked a date. Sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I made a flyer. We're rocking and rolling. I'm about to start reaching out to people. COVID dun, dun, hits. Dun, dun. COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all right, we'll put that on hold. It might be a couple of weeks. We're not going to do this March March 2020. We're not going to do it now. We'll, I'll just change the date. Let's wait a couple months. Then it went into a heavy lockdown. Yeah, then like, the whole Fuck. world shut down. Right. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm done again. Fuck it. I'm done. In 2021, they start talking about, hey, maybe we can let people back into buildings. And I'm watching Excite Wrestling do amazing things. You know, They're finding so yeah. many ways around it between the school and they did drive through wrestlings at like a drive-in where you stayed in your car and watched. I was going to say a lot of these companies, they're just how creative they were in the sense to still run these shows and make it happen. When one, they were putting, you know, their health at risk, their families, everything. But I mean, these small independent companies, everybody was still trying to, you know, they're not doing, they're doing it to entertain the people. Sure. You know, and they're putting all this at risk to entertain and 
you know, hats off to them because a lot of them pulled through and did really, really good stuff at right. a time when nobody knew what was going on and everything was in limbo. And you got to keep your name out there. You got to stay relevant. Yeah. Um, and they were doing it. I think they had like 50 cars at one of the shows. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on the number, but I looked at it like I know what my overhead is for my shows with the talent I book. And these guys are booking big names. They put on amazing yeah. cars. I mean, John Moose is, he's the best. He's, he's fantastic. Great person. Super supportive. I've never had a problem with him, but I'm like, I can't, I can't make my money back on 50 cars, let alone money to bring in a name or put into the next show. So I was like, I can't, I got to wait until it's fully open. So 2020, well, the end of 2021, when licenses expire, I was like, well, 2022, things are opening up. Let me try. Let me try. Let's just fuck it. Let's just have a license just in case anything happens. And, and we feel like running a show again. And we did, we got licensed. Uh, it took a little longer than I thought. Cause they're asking for some different paperwork. That's not listed on the website. It's not in the application. It just like random things. Like, what is this? Reached out to other promoters. They're like, like I don't know what that curve is. Curveballs at you. <laughs> right, right. Like you just. They're like, psych. You're trying to blackball me. Like, I don't know why New York State is regulated the way it is. The we'll worst. get into that another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, right. Like, well, I can one up you. Now you have to have an yeah. ambulance at a show. Yeah, I don't know. So we got a license and I was like, whatever. I sat on it. People have asked to rent it. People have asked to rent the ring. And I'm selfish. I'm like, no. Fuck you. I don't want you using my stuff because I, I want to run with my stuff. And then uh, I went to Mr. Man's retirement show and I kind of got that fire again. Like, this is close to what I want to do as far as like being at a show, but I still can't wear tights. <laughs> so I don't know. And then I started talking to some other wrestlers that were there and like, hey, when are you going to run again? And, you know, when people are like, hey, when are you going to do this? You kind of like. Yeah. You want me to, don't you? Right. So I was like, let's, you, you let's start hearing the rumblings. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think the straw that broke the camel's back, as weird as it is, we were at the farmer's market in Sarat- in Schenectady. And I was walking around with my, my wife and my kids. Just you know, we, we love to go to the farmer's market. She gets vegetables. I get pizza, chocolate milk, whatever. It's just fun. We just, there's something outside. They oh, yeah. all get healthy stuff. Um. And I love looking at the dogs, as weird as that is. I, I love dogs because I don't have one. Dude, that's how you have and, fun uh, in the Northeast. Farmer's markets. This young man that I've never met before, never seen in my life, he walks by and I'm, I'm wearing a, I think it must have been a Dynasty t-shirt. And he's like, hey, is that's pro wrestling, right? I was like, what? Oh, oh yeah. I look down at my shirt. Yeah, that's Dynasty. Is they, are they still around? Wait, wait. <laughs> one, you know who Dynasty is? Wyatt, what up? Right. I know you're going to listen to this. And two, you know, the logo, like I didn't say anything. Like I had a vest on over it. Like you just saw half the logo and you knew. So, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're around, but I mean, we got like an app. You can watch our stuff on YouTube. He's like, when are you going to run again? Oh, fuck. This stranger (laughs) knows about us. I was like, you know what? He put the pressure on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's my card. Reach out. Let me know. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do something. How can I help? Oh, wait, not only do you know about it, but you want to help. And right. you, we don't pay people <laughs> like yeah. we, don't, we don't pay anybody. You they know. don't. <laughs> <laughs> but we tell you, you up front. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Listen, I tell people like, hey, I want $150. I'm like, yeah, so do I. I can't afford you. Sorry. And they're like, well, what can you do? one thing I can say. You're you're very upfront and honest. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want the help, but guess what? We're all just working. That's what we're doing. Right. Right. But you know what? You need people that are willing to support the product to grow because as we grow, everybody's pockets grow. Like if we make a hundred dollars this show, next show we make a thousand dollars. I'm not making a thousand dollars. I'm still making a hundred. Let's pay out everybody else's pocket. So if we do have one bad show, all right, cool. I got money from the last one. Let's fix this and go yeah. forward. Yeah, you know, I mean that we've talked before off the air about how other companies grew that way. ECW, everybody has a role. Whatever we can do to help you offset your expenses in that role, great. But we need to grow to get advertising and then whatever. So when he asked when we were going to run again, a perfect stranger, I was like, man, I've been asked a lot in the last couple of months. Maybe I should just gauge the interest and do one more show, a reunion show, small, small venue, low budget, no names. I want to know. And this is what I tell people to this day. I want to know, do the fans in the capital district want big names? If they want big names, I'm out. You go, go to the signings, go to autograph signings, comic cons, go do that there. Do they want wrestling in general? Because you're still going to some of these other shitty companies. And I'm not, I'm not saying my former partner puts on shitty shows. He doesn't. The shows are good. They're packed, especially right now in Utica, they're packed. Or do you want our product? Do you want dynasty? My original plan wasn't to put anything on the flyer other than our logo. And you know, we're back. Here's the logo. You know what that logo is. It's pro wrestling. Come to the show. If you want to, I'm not going to tell you who's on it. I'm not going to tell you what stars or names or matches come. If you want to, if you don't, then there's no spot for us. And I get it. No, no harm, no foul. We'll walk away, fade off into the sunset. But at that show, man, and I guess well, you, I'm sure you have more questions about getting into it, but at that show, oof, right so we did i say we because i uh joined in with uh with chris in getting this next show doing whatever we could to make it a reality chris and i had talked for years at this point (laughs) about working together and every time you know throughout that process whether it was him moving away or dynasty not coming back because of the pandemic there was always something in the way and then you know we connected he asked if i wanted to come on board and i've one i was waiting and two i I was ready (laughs) so um yeah and he had the venue he had the show the date and a card booked and it became a reality you know is Dynasty back? We don't know. But what we can say is that one hell of a reunion show came out of just, you know, the want to bring Dynasty back. We right. were able to bring back faces of Dynasty. Chris, you know, Mr. Man, wrestlers that have been on the show in the past. And when we were there the kids in the crowd I'm walking around the ring with a camera and I'm looking at these kids with the biggest smiles on their face. Like they are at front row at AEW or WWE or fucking WrestleMania. They were that excited right. Right. to be at yep. a dynasty show. Yep. And that, 
that hit me. I'm like, you know, I have young kids that are the same age as them that would have loved it, you know? And it's right. like the fact that, you know, we're able to bring excitement and joy to children. I mean, fuck, there was old ass men <laughs> that had the same <laughs> smile on their face. Yeah, you know, man. it was, yep. it was rewarding. It really was. Yeah. Good. Good. And it's, it's a bug, you know, man. It's a, it's addictive. It is. It is. I mean, after the show, you you experienced your first one, but the powwow after the show is legit. So my favorite two parts of the show are when I walk out at the very beginning of the show and I look at the crowd and then, you know, did I do my job or not? And you see if it's a packed house. Yeah, this is going to be fucking awesome. And then at the very end of the show, when everything's packed up and we're just kind of standing around powwow and what was good, what was bad, how, how we feel, the emotions are so raw. And, and they're not fake. Yeah. We're not kissing anybody's ass. You you and your whole team, we were out there. All the wrestlers had you, skipped out. You're like, legit out, dude. coming down off a high. Like, you know, even yeah. at a small yep. venue, yep. a smaller show, it, you get a certain high, you know, when you're you're right. in the thick of things. And, you know, yep. it takes a little bit to come down off that. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was great. You know, just sitting around bullshit and talking, having a beer, that, that you know, chilling. F- right. And that fire. <laughs> That fire, yeah. when you have another show to look forward to, like when you're running full time, you're like, all right, right, so we just ran in October. So the next show is going to be December. We know, oh, we got to bring this person in and this person should fight this person. And, and you're yeah. you're just so, the passion grows, the fire burns from that, that small fire inside of you into like a bonfire. And people like yeah. you and Mr. Man stoking that fire the whole time. It's like, man, I got to do another show. It's like, it's not just ego at that point. This show was, was a lot of ego. I needed closure. I needed to go out on our own terms instead of the way things ended last time. I needed to know that I could still run shows without the same army of people I had behind me before you were brand new. You know, our DJ yeah. was brand new. A lot of, a couple of our guys, our wrestlers had never worked for me before ever. And I didn't no, want to do I mean, that. I brought in a, I brought in a whole crew with me that right. have never worked <laughs> wrestling before that <laughs> fell in love with it that night. You know, right. that were awesome. like, That's I've awesome. never seen a show ever in my life. Not, not even at the high, big levels, you yeah. know, they've never seen it. And then they're, yep. you know, a part of it and they're like, they're hooked. That's yeah. what wrestling yep. does to you. That's what it wrestling sure did to all of us since we were kids. Like, yeah, it just, it sucks you in and it's hard to get away from. It's so, especially when you have that level of, of personal, you know, connection, like you're literally in the ring with people at that show. Yeah. You can't really get much closer. I, my, no. my wife, WWE was just here last month. My wife, my ex-wife, my daughter, everybody's like, Hey, Raw's going, Raw's here next Monday. Are you going? I haven't been to a big event, WWE, AEW. I haven't been to any of them. And I did go to impact, but prior to that, it had been legitimately years. I would much rather go to an independent show. I mean, for me, independent shows, it's more intimate you can see the stars. I'm also scouting like, Hey, if I ever ran again, who would I book? What are they right. doing? Right. What could they improve? If this were my company, what would I fix? And I love that. You know, it's like constructive criticism Dude, for myself. I'm like, with you. The entire cool. time I was at, uh, impact, I'm front row, just staring at the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I had a hard time watching what was going on. Cause I'm just like, what camera does that guy have? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Found out it's a ten thousand dollar camera, so that's out the oh, picture. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hashtag goals. <laughs> you know? Goals. But yeah, it's you know, that I bring my kids to wrestling 
a WWE show or like this year we went to AEW. At least once a year I'll bring nice. this. Yep. Awesome. I I have a hard time when I was a kid, super invested. Now as an adult, yeah. I have a hard time getting invested into those shows because they're just so long. It's such a thing, you know, when you're right. sitting way up in the bleachers, but like at the independent shows, you're there. It's very intimate. You're a part yeah. of it. You just right. You really in. are. The, the fans are a huge part of the indie shows, especially yeah. our shows. You know, with the yeah. chance, you hear a good chant, it gets you going. You buy into it more. I I personally don't like the bigger TV shows because I can't hear the commentating. Like if you don't have right. front couple row seats, you're way back in the stands. You're just watching these guys dance. I don't yeah. want to see them. There's no close ups. There's no replays. I'm more interested in the backstage segments and the promos. I mean, even now, like I, I don't watch a lot of the actual wrestling because I don't do the wrestling anymore. So I'm not like, Ooh, that's a cool move. I could do that. I, I want to know your story. Why are you two fighting? And if you can't get me in, interested with your story, I'm not going to be interested in anything you do in the ring. So at indie shows, you hear them before a match, even if there's no promo before a match, you know who the good guy is. You know who you like, who you don't like, and who you're going to cheer for. You know, WWE, it's so any of the big shows. I'm not calling out WWE. They do. I mean, they've been around forever. They're they're Teflon, but I just don't enjoy it. The problem is, is these AEW a little more than WWE as far as it really being like for the crowd, like the crowd still, Loves that shit. WWE, it's more, it's a TV show. You right. know, they're, they're not yep. going, you you get these live shows, it's just match, 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 intermission, match, match, done. You know, right. it, it, but yep. if you're going to a Raw or a SmackDown, they're not worried about the crowd. They're, you know, they're not worried about, yep. they're worried about making sure that the TV product is perfect. Right. And, you know, I, the crowds just aren't what they used to be. I remember going as a kid and, you know, it was insane. Now you go and everybody's just... Sitting on their phone. Yeah. You know, well, or, du- some or of the shows you threw. Yep. Cause you want to be able to post that stuff. Like, bro, I saw it yeah, on, on TV. Like, I don't the instant gratification that social media gives you. Back to social media. Right. You know, it, yep. it's like, oh, look yep. where I am. I Enjoy got 44 it. likes. Moment. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, like, like if you want a Chris Envy shirt at a, at a wrestling show, I'm standing right there behind the table selling you the shirt. Like, you can't get that yeah. at WD. You go buy a Seth freaking Rollins shirt. You're buying it from some schlub off the street that they hired for 20 bucks. Like right. you're not going to see Seth Rollins. He's not going to sign it. You know, he's not going to take a picture with you. He, not again, not calling out Seth Rollins, but none of those guys, none of them, unless you go to a signing and you lose your ass paying for all of that. But at sure. our shows, you know, you, anybody, you want a pretty and gritty shirt signed. All right. They'll, they'll get on either side of you and take a picture, 10 bucks, whatever. I don't know what they charge. Maybe 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Still they're there. That means more than just the shirt that says, hey, this AEW, you know, Jack Swagger, what, <laughs> Jack Hager, whatever. <laughs> this uh, person is all elite, you know, who cares? I want to meet the yeah. person. But yeah, I miss it, man. Like some after a show, once you do come down from that high, it's almost like you hit a post-show depression and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't have the interest. I don't have the fire. There's, it costs too much. There's too much work to go into it. And then we'll do a podcast or someone will message me like, Hey, what about this building? Or, Hey, how about this guy? This guy's got a good look or a wrestler will send me their bio or there's so many things that go into it. And you're just like, eh, uh, maybe I'm not quite done. It's, yeah. it's not 50, 50, it's 60, 40, 70, right. 30, you know, like 
Some weeks, 70, 30, I'm selling everything. I'm done, completely done. No school, no training, no nothing. And then other yeah. weeks I'm like, eh, 60, 40, let's run another show. <laughs> let's, let's start over. <laughs> it's, so It's the never ending internal battle. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and I never know. I, you never, they say never say never in wrestling, but you know, like it's Christmas time. I know right now I don't have money to get a license, all the insurance, um, the bond again. Like it's a lot up front that it pays for the whole year. So it's, it's an investment, but that investment ain't happening until after Santa comes. I'll tell you that. Right. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to do something a little different to end the show. We're going to do a little game. It's essentially the same thing as the this or that game. I'm going to give you two names. You're going to pick one and let me know why you're picking that name. All right. So we're going to start it off hot with Brett versus Sean. Sean, hands down. Sean, not even close. I fell in love with with I fell in love with wrestling uh, very early on because of the rockers. They, their music was fast. They had bright flashy colors with the fringe. They were tag team doing, you know, backflips and jumping off the top rope. They were everything Hulk Hogan wasn't. And I know everybody loves Hulk Hogan. He's the, he's an icon. He's on people's Mount Rushmore. Uh-uh, not mine. <laughs> I know he's a, he's a legend. I respect everything he's done, but I was never a fan. I I lost my shit when Warrior beat him. I was like almost in tears. Like, yeah, Shawn Michaels was my dude. I had that the the WWF magazine with the rockers on it that he t- held up, and I was so excited. Like, oh, I have that magazine. And when he ripped it, and Marty went through the barbershop window, I you were torn. Oh my god! I no, I never liked Marty. I love him now. Like he's a, he's a train wreck, but I love him. We've met a bunch of times. Um, you can't meet Marty Janetti and not laugh. But uh, we may Sean have to get him guy. on the podcast. He, he's always down to do a podcast. I know that. That's true. That's true. We should so, reach out. I don't yeah. think we should bring up Sean, but um, <laughs> yeah. that's so, exactly what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listen. I met. I I told you about the chain gang. Um, holding the chain out to the side and winning tickets mm-hmm. to go backstage. When I met Sean, I told him that I named my first or my second son, Sean Michael. And he's like, you need a hobby. And I didn't even <laughs> tell him that I was wrestling at the time. And he, I was like, I have one. And he's like, other than this. And I was like, fuck the guy. I looked up to the only person I've ever looked up to in any sport. <laughs> Shit basically told me you. I'm a Mark. <laughs> But he's still the man, oh, dude. No. Like, easy. That not even close. I, Sean was the best sports entertainer in the history of wrestling. Maybe not the greatest wrestler, although prove me wrong. I, I was gonna Hitman say, was I, super. I'm with you on Sean. It's 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 Sean. Hitman is super technical, but he didn't enter, entertain the way that Sean did. To me, I loved Hitman too. But when I when it came push game to shove, like, dude, you're wearing pink. Get out. And he was another one that it wasn't until it wasn't until later on in his career that he developed a personality. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. He had no personality. Yep. Up I until agree. what 97. <laughs> so, yep. even on the promos, like I didn't care about anything he had to say until Anvil no. went like this and laughed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like that's the guy I like. Yeah. 
I mean, I met Brett and he was super awesome. But. Yeah. I have never met him. I have, uh, I had a Brett signature somewhere, but, uh, At I didn't mean world it. of hurt wrestling. We talked about them, uh, before when, uh, I was blackballed when Tom ugly passed away, he was supposed to referee that show and world of hurt super stand up guys. Like I said that before they're all great dudes. They did a 10 bell and they invited me to the show to go and ring the bell for Tom. And that was the wow. show that Bret Hart was at. That's awesome. Yeah. That is a stand-up gesture. All right. So next we have a little, little more, uh, today's wrestling. We got John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him. I'm calling him Moxley because he's so much better as Moxley. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Versus Roman Reigns. Ooh, that's. Um, I got to go current. I got to go Reigns right now. Um, I like Mox, um, but I feel like his matches are the same old shit every time. And I know every, you I could agree. say that about everybody. Um, but right now Reigns is at the top of his game as an asshole heel. Yeah. There's nobody better than Reigns right now. He's the dude is right. Like he went from just being shoved down your throat and not that good. He's, he's been good in the ring for a while now, but yeah, yeah. you know, he was tough to watch. Yep. And now you can't get enough of him. The yeah, dude picks up a microphone and stands there. Doesn't even have words coming out yet. And you're just like, say it, say it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. You can't. Yeah. Top of his level. I, I feel like Mox is kind of, and Mox, I love you, dude. You're probably never going to hear this because I'm a peon, but I feel like <laughs> he's that typical wrestler that thinks they're tough shit. And I know he is. I know he's tough shit. I know. But I feel like he's that guy who you see at any, every indie show who thinks they're stone cold. But if you bought him on wish.com, right. you know what I mean? Like I, and I know that sounds super insulting, but I, I just feel like he, he see, I, I felt that way when he was Dean Ambrose, <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't buy into the yeah. gimmick at all. I thought it was very just blah, you know, and he, it was kind of similar. Right. I mean, he right. went, he took it and brought it to, you know, a whole different level on AEW with John Moxley, but yeah, now, yeah. you know, with the promos where he's smoking cigarettes, he's drinking the whiskeys, I believe it. Right. And that's the right. biggest thing is if you yeah, can make I me I believe I in your character, you're on to something. And, and I'm not saying just me, anybody. Right. But I'd still put Roman over him yeah. right now. Roman is just, I mean, he's on a, a bigger platform. Not that AEW is huge. It's tough. He's on a much bigger platform. Yep. And, you know, when you're the best, but if the you biggest, took, if you took each of those characters, if you took each one of those characters and switch brands, if you put Reigns in AEW and you put Mox in WWE, I feel like Mox goes right back to mid card. And I feel like Reigns stays on top. And to me, that's the difference. I agree. I don't believe it's Moxley, though. I believe it's that AEW gives him the platform to be the character that he is right now. And that's a platform that WWE would not give him 
you know, whether it's yeah, the okay. blood in okay, every match, sense. the crazy sense. hardcore, right. the, you know, the, just the way his whole presentation is that ain't happening in WWE. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. not like when Cody went, he's the same exact character. He wasn't AEW, but his character yeah. wasn't crazy. It's just less blood. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's <laughs> That's like, true. That's true. All right. All right I'll give the you last that. one. Orton or Lesnar. Ooh. Oh man, that's tough. Uh so many ways I want to go with this. Like as far as like I got to go Orton out of respect. I mean, uh strictly I yeah, love... we're stri- talking strictly pro wrestling. You know, take everything Brock's done other than wrestling out of the question. I feel like Brock has lost too much recently because they want other people to get over Orton. I don't give a shit if he wins or loses. He's been the same Viper forever. It still looks a, ma- a million bucks. It doesn't matter if you, who you put him with, you put him with riddle. He's still a million bucks. He can do the comedy stuff. I was going to, RK so bro good. was one of the biggest things they had going for them, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, yeah. he's, he is Chris Jericho in the sense that, he continues to reinvent himself. When you think, oh, right. Randy Orton's stale, well, he comes out either with a different look or with a different package with somebody, yeah. whether it's Bray Wyatt or it's, you know, Riddle or he's yep. ever evolving. And I mean, the dude has been on top since 20 years now. Right. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's been doing it for almost 20 years. And he doesn't need That's the tough. title. No, you know, like some people you need. I think Brock needs it. I mean, he's had the title a lot, but (laughs) right. Like 13 times, (laughs) but you don't need, who cares? Randy comes out there. Someone's getting RKO'd period. Yeah. And and I I do agree with that Brock, which I I guess maybe before this last run, I would have agreed with that, that he needed the belt when he came back with the, the cowboy hat. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, the rip shirt lifting the ring up with a, you know, bucket loader, tractor, but yeah. like, <laughs> dude, like, yeah, you'd let the guy have his, his personality. Don't make him right. who, what, what everybody thinks he is. Let him be yep. a badass yep. farm boy. And yep. you know, he didn't need Paul Heyman. Yep. He was over as a face, which nobody thought yep. was going to happen. Everybody heard Brock Lesnar's music and you're like, Oh, not again. Right. And that quickly changed. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so pop their out of hats their off seats. to him. But uh, sure. it's the same thing. I just Orton's been doing it at such a high level for so long. And yeah, I mean, it has to be him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he's hurt. So he's got a little sympathy. Yeah. Like yeah. the guy's never hurt. But, <laughs> Get <yeah>. well soon. <laughs> Not that you'll hear this either. <laughs> All right. Someday. Someone well, will call us out. Yeah, hopefully we'll get there. On that note, (laughs) we're going to wrap this thing up. Make sure you head on over to Facebook and follow us. We are at NVMe Podcast. (laughs) Almost (laughs) forgot it again. We're also on YouTube and on TikTok at NVMe Podcast. You can head on over wherever you listen to podcasts. NVMe, a dynasty podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Go on Apple Podcasts and... uh, Rate us, review us, leave a leave five a nice stars review for us. Yeah, five stars. So we had That's one review, are. one review. Did yeah, we? Yeah, missed yeah. It. <laughs> I left it. Oh, 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being our biggest fan. <laughs> Well, on that note, we'll see you all next week right here on Envy Me, a Dynasty Podcast.